we now present you our Wizard of Oz podcast of the Mountain Care Old Time Radio Hour. Join us on a journey to the golden age of radio on our time machine, back to the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. We are your hosts, Bob Jackson and Barb Williams, and we are joined today by our Mountain Care Drama Club. Today's episode is our adaptation of The Wizard of Oz. Mountain Care presents The Wizard of Oz, an adaptation of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum, 1900, and The Wizard of Oz, the film, 1939. Dorothy lived in the midst of the great Kansas prairies with Uncle Henry, who was a farmer, and Aunt Em, who was the farmer's wife. Their house was small, for the lumber to build it had to be carried by wagon many miles. There was no garret at all and no cellar, except a small hole dug in the ground called a cyclone cellar, where the family could go in case of one of those great whirlwinds arose, mighty enough to crush any building in its path. It was reached by a trap door in the middle of the floor, from which a ladder led down into the small, dark hole. Dorothy's aunt asked her, Why don't you find a place where there isn't any trouble? Someplace where there isn't any trouble? Do you suppose there is such a place, Toto? There must be. It's not a place where you can go by boat or by train, but it's a far, far away beyond the moon, beyond the rain, somewhere over the rainbow. There now came a sharp whistling in the air from the south, and as they turned their eyes that way, they saw ripples in the grass coming from that direction also. The north and south winds met where the house stood and made it the exact center of the cyclone. In the middle of a cyclone, the air is generally still, but the great pressure of the wind on every side of the house raised it up higher and higher until it was at the very top of the cyclone and there it remained and was carried miles and miles away as easily as you could carry a feather. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. We must be over the rainbow. Glinda, the good witch, thanked Dorothy for having killed the wicked witch of the East and for setting our people free from bondage. She told Dorothy that she was now their hero. Are you a munchkin? Dorothy asked the witch. Glinda responded that she was a good witch and people loved her. However, there is still one more bad witch in the land of Oz, the wicked witch of the West, along with wizards. My damn told me witches were dead long time ago. Glinda explained that Oz himself is the great wizard. He is all powerful and lives in the city of emeralds. Then the munchkins chimed in.
Glinda continued on. You must go to the City of Emeralds. Perhaps Oz will help you. You simply follow the Yellow Brick Road. Dorothy was given the Wicked Witch's magical ruby slippers as a gift to keep her safe. The three Munchkins bowed low to her and wished her a pleasant journey, after which they walked away through the trees. The witch gave Dorothy a friendly little nod, whirled around on her left heel three times, and straightway disappeared, much to the surprise of little Toto, who barked after her loudly enough when she had gone because he had been afraid even to growl while she stood by. But Dorothy, knowing her to be a witch, had expected her to disappear in just that way and was not surprised in the least. After walking for some time, Dorothy stopped to rest and noticed a scarecrow. While Dorothy was looking earnestly into the painted face of the scarecrow, she was surprised to see one of the eyes slowly wink at her. She thought she must have been mistaken at first, for none of the scarecrows in Kansas ever wink, but presently the figure nodded its head to her in a friendly way. Then she climbed down from the fence and walked up to it, while Toto ran around the pole and barked. Good day. Did you speak? Yes. Can you please help me off this pole? It's boring being stuck up here all day. Where are you off to? I'm going to see Oz in the Emerald City to see if he can help me get back to Kansas. Do you know where the where Emerald City is? I don't know anything. I'm stuffed. I have no brain. Do you think if I go to the Emerald City with you, Oz would give me some brains? I cannot tell, but please come along. If Oz will not give you any brains, you must have been no worse off than you are now. I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. I'd unravel every riddle for any individual in trouble or in pain. With the thoughts you'd be thinking you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain. Just then, a groan reached their ears, and the sound seemed to come from behind them. They turned and walked through the forest a few steps when Dorothy discovered something shining in a ray of sunshine that fell between the trees. She ran to the place and then stopped short with a little cry of surprise. One of the big trees had been partly chopped through and standing beside it with an uplifted axe in his hands was a man made entirely of tin. His head and arms and legs were jointed upon his body but he stood perfectly motionless, as if he could not stir at all. Dorothy looked at amazement, and so did the scarecrow, while Toto barked sharply and made a snap at the tin legs, which hurt his teeth.
Did you groan? Yes, I've been groaning for more than a year. I need oil. Oh, this can is right here. Thanks so much. I might have stayed like this forever if you'd not come along. Where are you off to? We're going to see the Wizard of Oz so I can get back to Kansas. And I'm going to ask Oz for some brains. Do you suppose Oz could give me a heart? Oh, I wish I had a heart. Well, I guess so. Please come with us. There came from the forest a terrible roar, and the next moment a great lion bounded into the road. With one blow of his paw, he sent the scarecrow spinning over and over to the edge of the road, and then he struck at the tin woodman with his sharp claws. But to the lion's surprise, he could make no impression on the tin man, although the woodman fell over in the road and lay still. Little Toto, now that he had an enemy to face, ran barking toward the lion, and the great beast had opened his mouth to bite the dog, when Dorothy, fearing Toto would be killed and heedless of danger, rushed forward and slapped the lion upon his nose as hard as she could, while she cried out, Don't you dare bite Toto. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, big beast. I'd like you to bite a poor little dog. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You see, I'm really just a big coward. I wouldn't hurt any of you. Good. We are off to see the Wizard of Oz. I'm going to ask him for some brains. I'm going to ask for a heart, and Dorothy is trying to get home to Kansas. Why don't you come with us? Oh, thank you. I'd love to ask Oz for some courage. when you're born to be a city without the women five. But I could show my prowess be a lion, not a mouse, if I only had the nerve. Well, then that's it. We'll have to see the wizard. Are you the Wizard of Oz? Yes, I am. Why are you asking? We're told that you might be able to help us. See, I'm from Kansas, and I really need to get home. And I would like some brains. And I would love a heart. If it's not too much trouble, I need some courage. Okay, okay, but first prove that you are all worthy by killing the wicked witch, and then I will grant you your wishes. Courage. What makes a king out of a slave? Courage. What makes the flag on the mast to wave? Courage! What makes the elephant charge his tusk in the misty mist or the dusky dusk? What makes the muskrat guard his musk? Courage! What makes the sphinx the seventh wonder? Courage! What makes the dawn come up like the thunder? Courage! What makes the hottentot so hot? What puts the ape in apricot? What do they got that I ain't got? 
Courage. Courage. You can say that again. Now, the Wicked Witch of the West had but one eye, yet that was as powerful as a telescope and could see everywhere. So, as she sat in the door of her castle, she happened to look around and saw Dorothy lying asleep with her friends all about her. They were a long distance off, but the Wicked Witch was angry to find them in her country, so she blew upon a silver whistle that hung around her neck. She first summoned a pack of wolves to descend of Dorothy and her friends. The Tin Man told everyone to stand back and picked up his axe and defended his friends with all his might. There was not one wolf left standing once the Tin Man was finished. The witch grew even angrier. She now sent a murder of crows at them. The scarecrow quickly told everyone to lay down on the ground and stood tall. He smiled and told his friends that this was his fight. One by one, he scared off the wild crows. The witch then sent a swarm of killer bees at them. The scarecrow quickly asked the lion to take, away, take out all of his straw stuffing and cover himself, Dorothy, and Toto with a straw to say, stay, stay safe. The lion had everyone covered by the time the bees arrived. Then the tin man stood tall, taking all the stingers from the bees on his hard tin covering. The wicked witch then sent a pack of evil winkies to get the job done. However, the lion leaped out and attacked each one with great flurry, saving his friends. The wicked witch then let loose her trump card. Hundreds of flying monkeys that despite the brave fight from the lion, Tin Man and Scarecrow proved to be too much. The witch had successfully captured Dorothy and all her friends and had them brought to her castle. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Please let us go. We mean you no harm to anyone. Once I get your shoes, little girl, I will get rid of you. All once and for all. Dorothy throws the bucket of water on the Wicked Witch. You cursed brat! I'm melting! I'm melting! Who would have thought some little girl like you could destroy my beautiful wickedness? Now let's get back. Now let's get back and see the wizard. Dorothy did it. The witch is no more. We've come back for what you promised us. I'm sorry, you all. I'm really a fraud, a humbug, a make-believe. I'm just a common person. You're not a good man. No, no, I am a good man. I'm just not a very good wizard. But what about the heart, courage, and brain you promised us and returning Dorothy to Kansas? Now anyone could have a brain. Every creature has one. But most aren't as smart as you, Scarecrow. The only thing you are missing is a diploma. Graduates get, and they have no more brains than you. So here, I honorably bestow upon you the degree of Doctor of Thinkology. The capital of Kansas is Topeka. Pi is 3.14. Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the USA. I have a brain. Now, Lion, you are not a coward. You are a victim of disorganized thinking is all. You are confusing courage with wisdom. You have shown to be a hero, and for your bravery against the witches, I award you this Medal of Courage. A medal for my courage, hooray! Tin Man, you want a heart, 
but you don't know how lucky you are not to have one. Hearts get broken. You are missing, all you are missing is just a testimonial to your kindness and to how much you are loved by others. So I give you this heart-shaped clock to keep a reminder that you are loved. I have my very own heart and it even ticks. Wait, what about Dorothy? Glinda reappeared and raised her magic wand with a smile. Glinda, the good witch, stepped down from her ruby throne to give the little girl a goodbye kiss. And Dorothy thanked her for all the kindness she had shown to her and her friends. Dorothy now took Toto up solemnly in her arms, and having said one last goodbye, she clapped the heels of her shoes together three times, saying, Take me home to Aunt Em. There's no place like home. Instantly, she was whirling through the air so swiftly that all she could see or feel was the wind whistling past her ears. The ruby shoes took but three steps, and then she stopped so suddenly that she rolled over upon the grass several times before she knew where she was. At length, however, she sat up and looked about her. Good gracious, she cried. For she was sitting on the broad Kansas prairie, and just before her was the new farmhouse Uncle Henry built after the cyclone had carried away the old one. Uncle Henry was milking the cows in the barnyard, and Toto had jumped out of her arms and was running toward the barn, barking furiously. Dorothy stood up and found she was in her stocking feet, for the ruby shoes had fallen off in her flight through the air and were lost forever in the desert. Aunt Em had just come out of the house to water the cabbages when she looked up and saw Dorothy running toward her. My darling child, she cried, folding the little girl in her arms and covering her face with kisses. Where in the world did you come from? From the land of Oz, said Dorothy gravely. And here's Toto too. And oh, Aunt Em, I'm so glad to be at home again. And that was our blast from the past. Thank you for joining us on a journey down memory lane. And as always, may your troubles be less, your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. Join us next month on the Mountain Care Old Time Radio Hour. <laughs>